This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So recently I've made quite a few YouTube videos talking about how bad YouTube and social media in general is at getting to the simple explanations behind why the law of attraction works as well as it does in our lives for good or bad. So often um, on places like YouTube, we see these videos that might have something good to share, but they really prey on kind of like a naive gullibility that something is going to work for you. And if it does work for you, the reason it works for you is basically because you have blind faith. You could call it that. It's not really understanding why something worked for you. It's more like something exotic or strange sounding or powerful sounding uh, that draws you in and you don't really understand why it works. And there's like a whole, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff on, on YouTube and elsewhere that kind of preys on this. And we actually live in a day and age where it seems like it's kind of a rebuttal, a revolt against mainstream medicine. There are all these alternative healing approaches that are constantly being touted, some which might be very effective, but a lot of the time, the reason they are effective might just be because of this blind faith element. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about when I mention all of this. And this isn't necessarily a judgment just against, you know, YouTube or the modern state of medicine or anything like that. It's more like just observing how we behave psychologically and what can help us psychologically to heal ourselves. And a great place to better understand this from the viewpoint of the law of attraction, unsurprisingly, is Joseph Murphy's book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Today, I thought I would just read a excerpt from it that is, uh, as usual, incredibly illuminating, where Murphy talks about blind faith and gives a brief summary of what it is. This uh, chapter in The Power of Your Subconscious Mind is Mental Healings in Modern Times, a fantastic chapter and a fantastic book. And the section I'm going to read from it is called Faith Healing, What It Means and How Blind Faith Works. And Murphy writes, What is popularly termed faith healing is not the faith mentioned in the Bible, which means a knowledge of the interaction of the conscious and subconscious mind. A faith healer is one who heals without any real scientific understanding of the powers and forces involved. He may claim he has a special gift of healing, and the sick person's blind belief in him or his powers may bring results. The voodoo doctor in South Africa and other parts of the world may heal by incantations, or a person may be healed by touching the so-called bones of saints, or anything else which caused the patients to honestly believe in the method or process. Any method which causes you to move from fear and worry to faith and expectancy will heal. There are many persons, each of whom claims that because his personal theory produces results, it is therefore the correct one. This, as already explained in this chapter, cannot be true. 
to illustrate how blind faith works. You will recall our discussion of the German physician Franz Anton Mesmer. In 1776, he claimed many cures when he stroked diseased bodies with artificial magnets. Later on, he threw away his magnets and evolved the theory of animal magnetism. This he held to be a fluid which pervades the universe, but is most active in the human organism. He claimed that this magnetic fluid, which was going forth from him to his patients, healed them. People flocked to him, and many wonderful cures were effected. Mesmer moved to Paris, and while there, the government appointed a commission composed of physicians and members of the Academy of Science, of which Benjamin Franklin was a member, to investigate his cures. The report admitted the leading facts claimed by Mesmer, but held that there was no evidence to prove the correctness of his magnetic fluid theory, and said the effects were due to the imagination of the patients. Soon after this, Mesmer was driven into exile and died in 1815. Shortly afterwards, Dr. Braid of Manchester undertook to show that magnetic fluid had nothing to do with the production of the healings of Dr. Mesmer. Dr. Braid discovered that patients could be thrown into hypnotic sleep by suggestion, during which many of the well-known phenomena ascribed to magnetism by Mesmer could be produced. You can readily see that all these cures were undoubtedly brought about by the active imagination of the patients together with a powerful suggestion of health to their subconscious minds. All this could be termed blind faith as there was no understanding in those days as to how the cures were brought about. So that's a very illustrative section and explanation from Murphy about blind faith. And I think that we can draw plenty of parallels with the stuff we see today. You know, popular methods of healing that we hear about, you know, on social media, on TV, in the newspapers as articles of, you know, potential healing sources. And in some ways, it's like, man, this is how it's always been. You know, people get into stuff and they ascribe certain weird theories as, you know, being the solution. When in reality, in Murphy's opinion, in my opinion, it's really the active imagination of the patient which is causing the healing to occur, or largely causing the healing to occur. And with the law of attraction, when we look at it from a psychological basis and we look at it soberly, you know, we really appreciate the power of the imagination and how overwhelmingly powerful it is and how we usually don't recognize how overwhelmingly powerful it is. And how if we can realize that our imagination is usually working against us when we're trying to heal ourselves and instead somehow make it so it's working with us and we feel expectant that we're going to heal, we feel expectant that we are going to heal and improve, then we undoubtedly will improve and heal in some substantial way. Of course, Kue is, you know, my guy who really explains this better than anybody, in my opinion. But Murphy, of course, is right up there, too. And as we've mentioned several times on the show, the power of your subconscious mind really gives a great overview about how your imagination and your subconscious work together to potentially heal you and solve a lot of the problems you face in life. So, you know, we can always go back to a book like this. And what's wonderful is that Murphy gives a lot of good, relevant historical examples, both, you know, from several hundred years ago and, you know, from the 20th century 
that really back up what he's saying in a nice and appropriate way. So I just thought that that was an excerpt that certainly was worth reading and looking at. And, you know, if you consider what Murphy said here and start thinking about it, you're going to see plenty of parallels on the stuff that you see on YouTube or in magazine articles you read or people talking about cures that you're going to realize that it's really just uh, these quote unquote, you know, special healing approaches. What's really working is the imagination and nothing in the actual approach. So yeah, I hope this was helpful and obvious in the best sense of the word. And remember that your imagination is really what's driving you most of the time in terms of feeling better from a mental and physical perspective. It's about your imagination and how you respond to your imagination positively or negatively. And hopefully we can learn to respond to it more and more positively.